0: Welcome to Pin the Cue Productions. If you are interested in the culture of the fire
1: service and keeping tradition alive, you have come to the right place. Now sit back and relax with your brothers and sisters and enjoy the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For more information on Pin the Cue Productions, visit www. Pin the Dot com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Pin the Cube Podcast and we are in Bridgeport, Pennsylvania and we are at the Fast Rescue Solutions building or headquarters right, the layer kind Of feels like a layer, I like it here. Um, you'll probably know them more for the fast board though, which we're going to talk about shortly. But before we go any further, why don't you tell everybody who you are? So,
0: I'm Eric Allen, um, I, with uh, Philadelphia Fire Department for going on 25 years now. Nice, um, creator of the fast board, and you know, been doing that for about eight or nine years now. Uh, we've been actively out there selling uh we formed the company in 2015 started selling at the end of 2015 and you know
1: well people definitely know who you are and they know what this the fast board is and uh, we're definitely going to talk about that because uh, it's awesome product man i mean I appreciate it a lot of good stuff coming from that too which you're all going to find out shortly what's on the horizon for uh for fast rescue solutions it's a lot more than what you think and you're kind of branching off which is a cool thing uh, before we get too far into, into the fast board and, and this awesome company that you got going here, why don't you bring me back to like some of those grassroots, you know, about Eric, like how did this all start for you, bro? Like how did the whole fire service thing start?
0: So never really wanted to be a fireman. I never really thought about it when I was a kid, um, went into the military, went in the Navy right out of, uh, you know, a year out of high school, uh, really wasn't doing much, wasn't going to go to college. Um Got in there, uh, was on a, uh, the USS forestall, awesome. um, got in there, you know, when I got on board, uh, the commanding officer and in, in charge of me, was like, Hey, you're young. You're, you know, look like you're in good shape. Why don't you jump on the fire, uh, the fire team? No kidding. So I was like, sure, man, whatever, you know, something to do. Right. Uh, and, it was awesome. It was like, everybody was supportive. Everybody was like, Hey, we want you to know your job. You want, we want you to know our job. We're going to, you know, run down the hallways and we're going to, you know, go to the scene.
1: Did you think that maybe that's where that spark was ignited? from? Oh you? yeah,
0: absolutely. Once, yeah. once I saw that and, and, uh, you know, got a taste of what was going on there. That's what I, I wanted to do coming out of the military. Philadelphia was my last duty station. Um, Took the exam before I got out of the out of the military. Um,
1: now you from are you from Philly? You are from Pennsylvania? No,
0: originally I'm from Georgia. Okay, um, left there on my night, went into the military on my nineteenth birthday.
1: No kidding. Yeah,
0: uh, never lived there again. Um, like I said, Philly was my last duty station. Uh, did well enough on the test. I knew I was going to get hired. Um, got in, and um, you know, just really took advantage of everything I could.
1: Was it, it like culture shock for you, bro coming from, from there to here?
0: No, I, uh, I had lived in a lot of cities. Um, I'd always enjoyed living in cities. Yeah. Um, I lived just outside of, uh, Atlanta, but spent a lot of time up in Atlanta doing, uh, I was big into martial arts. So where I studied martial arts was down in the heart of, Philly, or uh, excuse me, Atlanta. Nice. And, uh, so I'd always been around the city and, never had any problem with it. And, you know, so I felt comfortable in the city all the time.
1: What was it like, bro, when you first got on, on the Philly fire department, I mean, it's a, you know, world-class fire department, well-known, awesome reputation. What was it like for you starting there?
0: I feel really lucky for it, but I didn't know how lucky I was because I'd never really fought to, you know, from a, a volunteer station or a small department to get to a big department. Um, over the years, especially once I got started doing fast rescue solutions and traveling around the the country or traveling around the world and seeing all these guys who had really like, they were super committed to being in a, um, a big department or being really good at what they were doing, but being underfunded or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, being in a little department and just trying to scrape by or, you know, doing the best they could. That's when I really started noticing or recognizing that, I was really lucky. I was, I was super lucky to get on to you know at the time. I when I came on, I think we were fifth largest department in the country, um, and having all that benefit. Um, right, and, and really you started are, becoming apparent.
1: And you're going to work. I mean, you you guys yeah. are busy, so that that's a pretty cool, nice entrance into the fire department. Yep. Do, do you have a better appreciation for the fire department now that you're doing this?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean. Uh, being able to get out there and just meeting this class of people, you know, yeah. uh, some of the finest people in the world, you know, and uh, I can say that with, I'm sure lots of people can say, it, you know, you're in the military, finest class of people. You're in law enforcement, you know, you're finest class of people. But it's firemen,
1: like-minded people,
0: right? it is, you yeah. know, and, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I mean, the thing that I love about it is. Ninety-five percent of the people inside the fire service want to see you do well. Yes. You know?
1: Yeah. Ninety-five percent. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, there's always. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And and it might be you ninety know, percent. You got your ten percent at the top. You got ten percent at the bottom. You got your your median. Yep. But uh, I mean, people are in this because they love doing it.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree, bro. And that, that's that's what makes the fire service so awesome, and that's why I love doing this because I get to meet you know cats like you, you know, and, and learn about how this all started for you and watching guys grow and, and stuff. It's neat to see the progression that, that you have. One thing I'll ask you about being in the fire department, especially in a place like Philly, tell me what that was like for you when you first got started, like working with different guys in the house, right, rotating, right? Mm-hmm. Learning new, new adventures and new people and all that. What's that culture like for you?
0: It was awesome. Um, I met a lot of great people in the academy. Um, Got the taste for the special operations. Um, Once I got out, I went to a fairly slow fire department, or excuse me, fire station. Uh, But I was told, you know, learn everything. Learn everything that you're... soaking in, right? Yeah, soak it in. Uh, Don't put in a ticket until you know everything about everything in your house, your apparatus. Um, Don't think you're special. You know, learn everything and continue learning. And that's what I did. I was a... I was a house mouse, man. You know, I, would, I didn't learn just everything about the apparatus. I learned everything about the station. I went through every box. I went through every, you know, old log book. I knew where all that stuff was. I took over the uh, the canteen. I took over the shirts. I took over the soda machine. I took over the house money. I took over, you know, going and shopping. I learned all of it. Um, yeah. before. Well,
1: what, what an amazing, valuable lesson now, right? Looking yeah. back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to have a better feel for what the department actually was, you know, that I didn't take advantage of anything. Not, nobody special. Nobody hears anything special. Right. You know, you come in, you you earn your place.
1: Absolutely, man. It's a right of passage. Yep. You know, it definitely is, especially in the fire service, because you may be in the brotherhood, but you're really not in the brotherhood until the brothers in the firehouse say you are. Yep. And 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 I think that goes everywhere you go. I believe that. Um, that that's good that you did all those things. Would you say now that, you know, being a senior man in your house, I mean, are you telling these young guys and girls coming into fire service now? Like, are you telling them those very things that you did?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, and that, that's really one of the good things. But it's also a bad thing. But really one of the good things about being in a special operations company. Everybody there has cut their teeth, man. Yeah, they they're, want to
1: they be there. They want to be there. Yeah,
0: They're always picking up. You know, they're always, um, uh, looking for work, you know, it's not, Hey, we got to go and do this. Ugh, you know, everybody is, it, they're already doing it. Yeah. Um, and that gets lost somewhere out there, but it doesn't always, you know, and, uh, as a senior man, uh, which is just crazy to me that right, bro? Know, the...
1: it, we just had this conversational affair, man. It's yeah. insane.
0: Yeah. Um, first 10 years on the job I thought my kid was hey or my name was kid, hey hey, hey 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 kid slow down I, I thought that was my name yeah and then That's all awful. of a sudden you know I'm the senior guy yeah and you know I'm T- still talk
1: about that transition a little bit bro about like you know these guys and girls watching right now explain that transition from being a grunt and now you're a senior man like how hard is that
0: it was really strange for me um and I didn't even know it happened until yeah, it just happened. <laughs> it just happened all of a sudden. And really what happened is, uh, two senior officers that I had worked for as a firefighter, uh, had left the department and were coming back and teaching, um, inside the department now. Right. And they were teaching and they kept referring back to me. I'm sitting in the back of the room, but they kept talking to me the whole right. time. And I'm like, why are these, I mean, yeah, they yeah. would, they would pick on me anyway, just cause they could. I started looking around the room and I'm like, wait a minute. They probably don't know a whole lot of people in the room. And then I'm looking around, I'm like, oh shit, I am the senior <laughs> man in the room, other than my officer, right. who was about to retire. And I I was like, oh, what just happened? Yeah. You know?
1: But really like, what they're doing is they were looking for you, like, yeah, right? Yeah. Right exactly what I'm saying. It's like you're reaffirming everything because they're looking at you because I know you've been in the shit.
0: Yeah. And no. It That's was awesome. It was definitely a, a wake up moment. It's like yeah. oh, holy shit, man. You know, they are. Everybody's looking. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And they, they, everyone's looking your entire career, bro. That's just
0: yeah. It's just the and then you start, uh, you start working on a, a job or something, and you're taking that guy, and you're like, hey, come here. Let me show you what this. This is how you do this, or this is how you open this roof a little better, and this is what you're looking for, and and then all of a sudden those guys are looking for you. Hey, man, I'm having a problem here. Right. And you're like, cool, man, you're here, we'll do this, 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 and this. And, uh, you know, being on a special operations company as a, a new guy and then watching guys who were senior saying, hey, man, we're nothing special. Will we go and do this work. Whatever it is we do, other guys are going to get upset about it. But this is how you fix it. You go back and you, you grab them and say, hey, this is the reason why I did it. This is the reason um, – why we cut that car the way that we did. Right. And we need, and we're not taking work away from you. We want to give you that knowledge also. You might not be over here, but we might not be there that day when you're, you're there helping.
1: I, I think that's one of the, I wouldn't say biggest changes in the fire service or at least in the culture that I've noticed that back in the day, it was more of like, do what I say kid. And this is why you do it this way. Cause back in the day, bro, we didn't ask any questions. We were just, you told me to do it. I did it. That was it. And maybe later on, I kind of found out why, but it didn't come easy. I think today, one of the differences I see, especially because I see myself doing it as a mentor myself, like I'll grab guys and be like, we have to do this and this is why. Because I, I feel like the generation of dudes and girls right now are a little different. And they, I think they want to know a little bit more. They want more information. You know, it's it, more than just, I mean, it's different if you're under fire situations and you got you to gotta be like, yo, take this and do this now. It's different. What I'm starting to see is a lot of people in the generation coming up, they they really need to know more. They want to know more. Yeah. Um, and I think it's incumbent upon us to do that. Like, I feel like we should be doing that, you know, giving as much information we can under the right circumstances, of course. Absolutely. I mean, I mean do you think the debrief for you is important? The what? The debrief.
0: Yeah, um, it absolutely is. And I think that just keeps that relationship clean. Yeah. Um, I mean, the new generation coming up, you know, they want to know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and the old generation going out who were holding on to all of that knowledge, you know, maybe they weren't as right as they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Just like the young generation, they're probably not as right as what they think they are either. So there is a bridge between that. There is. and, uh, yeah. and, I, and Difficult I, and I, balance, man. It is. It's yeah. a super difficult balance. But yeah. I want to give that knowledge um, just for the fact that, if I didn't give that knowledge and it slowed them down or it hurt somebody else and I could have made it a little better out there for somebody else, yeah. then, uh, I, I think and, it's, and I, and I didn't, then I don't sleep well.
1: I agree with you, bro. And the reason I do is because I, I think that guys that keep all this knowledge and take it with them mm-hmm. and don't give it away, that sucks, man. Yeah. You know, and you're really, you know, you want to leave a legacy like, that was the guy to help me. That was the guy that taught me this, this, and this before he went out the door. Like those, that's what I aspire to be, you know. And obviously, by talking to you, that's very important to you too, bro. Which is which is honorable because, you know, working in Philly Fire Department, bro, that's that's an accomplishment,
0: you know. It's a world very world class fire department, bro, yeah. You know I mean? Very so, blessed to be with the Philly Fire Department.
1: One of the questions I love asking senior guys, bro, and um, maybe I'm a little biased because I like t- talking to the senior guys the most, but tell. Tell these guys that are watching right now, what does the kitchen table mean to you at the firehouse?
0: Well, the kitchen table is, you know, where we come together to be a family. And communication is always the biggest thing. And if we're sitting at that kitchen table and we're just relaxing with each other, well, you need that. Mm -hmm. But the kitchen table is where we come and we talk about what just happened. We talk about... Our, our goods and our bads, uh, we expose ourselves there. Hey, man, yeah. I fucked up on this. Mm-hmm. And if you can't come to the table and do that, then how can you come to the table and be like, I fucking rock the world? No, you, it's where we come and we're like, lay it all out mm-hmm. and, and open. Hey, man, you didn't do a great job, this thing. This is where I saw you fucked up. Hey, and by the way, I did too. Uh, or, you know, today I had it and you didn't. Right. Or you had it and I didn't. Let's fucking clean that up.
1: You think that's where those bonds are created, bro?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, just like they're created, you know, crawling down that hallway. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Knowing that, you know, I don't have to turn around is always the thing for me.
1: And if you turn around, are they still there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where it is. I mean, if if you're working at a good company, you don't have to turn around. Mm -hmm. Um, I know he's there. I, I know she's there. Bro, that's like, you know, at
1: work when i'm in the front seat and i look back over my left shoulder and into the into the back seat you know and i look back at that cab i know everybody's on point mm-hmm. you know so i know when i got off the rig that those guys are behind me yep. 100% and and that's what you're talking about and i that is it you know you almost can't put a price on that
0: yeah yeah and it's really just knowing who you're with yeah. you know and sometimes knowing who you're with is knowing their limitations absolutely and, yeah you know I don't have to beat up somebody because they have limitations. I just have to know their limitations. And I know how to fill that gap, either myself or who to plug in. And all that comes with experience. You know, not everybody is, you know, the fastest runner or the smartest rope rigger or, you know, the high speed ladder guy. You got to know that, you know, there's, there's tens and twos, uh, in everything that we do. And, you might not be working with the tens all the time. you might not be working with the twos all the time, so you got to judge who you're with and uh, know what to expect when you're you're stepping out. yeah, stepping you, off absolutely
1: so now Philly's uh, structure um, how does it work you're, You start an engine company like other places and then you work your way to the ladder and then vice versa. How does it work there
0: You can get assigned to either coming out of the academy oh really yep okay. um, there's when you're in the academy, they're taking a look. They're trying yeah, yeah. to, to match you up. Where is the better place for you to go? Uh, when I was coming through the academy, big guys went to the ladders, and little guys went to the engines. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I'm fine with that. But I think, uh, I mean, for me, I think everybody should know how to do both. You know, right. and I think now they're cycling guys through uh, different areas. You you spend some time in an engine, you spend some time in a ladder, and then you're getting your your assignment. I don't know exactly how it all works right now because I've been isolated uh, inside the special operations and and we do, we get very isolated. We we're wrapped up in our world. We got all all our stuff to take care of. So we lose track of some of those things.
1: You remember your first job?
0: Yeah. I remember the first job I went to. And I remember the first interior job that I went to. Tell
1: me, tell me about that first job.
0: So the first, you know, big job that I went to was, it was a warehouse. And, uh, we were, you know, a mile away and you know, a column three hundred feet up in the air and this place is just ripping to hell. And you're not doing anything about it, but it was all excited. You know, right, right. set up a a gun at the time and we were playing a line off of the, the highway onto this this warehouse that
1: right. it wasn't
0: going anywhere. It was just isolated. Uh, first interior job, um, it was I was I was a shit show, man. I, I'll tell you right now you know I was pushing too hard or didn't you know couldn't hear anything I did you know yeah it's like sensory overload <laughs> yeah right? yeah. so I mean and I think everybody gets that you absolutely know, you know? yeah and, and I have no problem saying it I was a shit show man yeah uh, I was supposed, man, I was, you're supposed to be yeah, yeah I was making problems all over the place but you know luckily good officers good guys you know take me by the, the yeah. back of my fucking coat and was like hey man yeah this way slow down <laughs> go that way. Yeah, frost in a bottle. And yeah. all. <laughs> so, and then, you know, I remember the first like good job I had. And um I had a, at the first station I had, I was there for right around a year. Never had any real good work there. Moved to another uh another house, got a lot of good work there. Nice. Uh and I remember, you know, I had a really good crew. I had guys who really kind of took me in and, and showed me and slowed me down. And uh, the first real good job, uh, I'm going in. I got the tip and uh, the front door and there's a little foyer and then there's another door and we push in there and the guy behind me grabs me by the coat and he's like, wait, wait. And this place is fucking ripping, man. Yeah,
1: nice off the races.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, it's all over the place. And he's like, just wait. And I'm like, what? 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 And he goes, look at it. And I was like, what? He's like, look at it. And I just, I look back in the room, and everything's on fire. I can see the, like the couch completely right. outlined in fire, and the, the walls and the chairs and the floor and everything's on fire. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, like to actually
1: take that in, man. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. he's like, now put it the fuck out.
1: <laughs> Dude, that is awesome, bro. Dude, that that's. Those are awesome memories, man. And like, you know, there's there's people literally in the fire service that may never even see that. You yep. know, it's it's crazy depending on where you're at. You know, uh-huh. but that that's that's awesome You remember that. And that's why I asked because it's funny people always remember their their first jobs, man. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, and some will tell you, yeah, it was a water flow alarm. <laughs> All right, whatever. If that was your first job, it was your first job. But you know, yeah. it's 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 cool, man. What what advice would you give somebody watching right now, bro? It's looking to get involved in the fire service. What, What do you say to him? What do you say to that new kid coming in?
0: Um, I would give him the same advice that my father gave to me when I was stepping out the door, man. And he said, uh, whatever you choose to do, learn everything you can about about that. Learn the ins and outs, the ups and downs. Um, Don't just learn the surface. Uh, You know, dig deep, dive hard into it. Um, Don't ever think that you're more than what you are, um, earn that place. You yeah. know, there's, for me, uh, anybody who steps up and say I, I deserve, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you, sh- you should earn it and never have to say that I've earned it.
1: You're absolutely right. Others should be saying that, that cat right there, he earned it. He, he got where he gets because he worked for it. He yeah. worked hard for it you're right, we should never be the ones saying, well, I, you know, that whole entitlement thing is a big problem for me, man. you know what I mean? And as, you know, we start to see more and more of that, unfortunately, but, but that advice right there you just gave is just solid advice, bro. And your and your father obviously gave great advice to you because that's the path you, you went down. And you already told me that with, with your first house when you learned everything about that house and got involved in everything that was going on, including the canteen. I mean, most guys, you have to tell them to do that. You just did it, yep. you know, so that, that that's good advice. Now obviously from your your background in the fire department, you know, at Philly, um now coming from any other station, so you're you're Philly blood now, right? And this is the one thing I'll say about the Philly fire department is that you guys are aggressive. We it's are a aggressive very fire a fire fire very fire. aggressive interior fire department and uh that's obviously why uh I'm impressed by by that because I I'm very I believe very heavily in interior firefighting and that's that's something I I watch them Million videos and photos and stuff stuff, you know, fires in Philly and you guys just go get it. You go get it, and uh, that's that means something. You know, that's that's a good thing. Tell me about for you anyway, what that reputation means to you about being a Philly fireman.
0: It's a good thing. I mean, uh, I mean, we are aggressive fire department. We definitely push to the point. You know, um, we we have to. I mean, when you got a row home, you've got common cock gloves you got old construction. If you are not pushing in there and getting to the seat of it, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to chase you instead of you chasing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, when we came in, uh, when I came in, there were rules and guidelines that were hard and fast, you know. Uh, don't put water on smoke. Don't play, don't, you'll push fire you know, by playing a host stream in a, a window um, and then a lot of that stuff got kind of disproved by science. And, um, yeah, we're still aggressive. And we're also, just like any fire uh, department, you know, we lock on to things. <laughs> this is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Well, why? Why can't we do it like this? Because we've always done it like this. And, uh, you know, I had some really good officers that, they were old guys, but they were like, I fucking hate that. I hate that term because it doesn't allow you to learn something else.
1: And for senior guys that think like that, that's awesome. Yeah. Because let's face it, there's, there's cats out there that don't believe that. Yep. Like you just said, it's our way, we've done this way, and we're never gonna change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I was, you know, I've been on with for 25 years, and I was, uh, I think I was at the beginning of that why generation. You know, why are we doing it that way? You know, I'll go do it because you said to. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but why? You know, give me some more. Give me some meat, you know. Yeah, well, you're hungry. Yeah, let, let me know more.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it was never, I don't believe what you're saying. It was like, I, but I want to know why you're telling me to do it that way. And um, because we've always done it that way, it doesn't tell me anything. Right. It just tells me, shut up and go fucking do it. Right. Um, so I started getting into the science of it, you know. Why are we doing this? Why is it right or why is it wrong? How did it get di- disproved? Where is the science? Maybe not taking in everything that is actually going on. You know, yeah, you can burn a, a house inside of a warehouse and you can film it and you can do all the temperature things, but you're not running a, a row home.
1: Right.
0: Um, you're not looking. You got a perfectly built house inside of a warehouse that you set fire to with whatever. You're not looking at a hundred year old timber that's been burned three times and then patched and then then patched over. That's a good point. Or, you know, the beams have been cut to, you know, run gas lines or, 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 or. So you can't trust one thing or the other. You need to look at those old guys saying, go do it like this, because this is how we survived. And then you have to look at the science and go, hey, you're missing something over here. And then you got to be able to marry the two of them. You have to be able to think. Absolutely. Um, because everything's changing. The, the materials inside of houses are changing. The houses are changing. The construction's fire code, huge, bro. Con- so different. Construction's changing. Uh, the way things burn. What's burning. The temperatures they're burning at. Yeah,
1: two by four is not really a two by four. I mean, there's, yeah. it, it's insane. Yeah.
0: And then it's also our gear. I mean, our gear is changing. We yeah. can get so much farther into the fire. Before we start feeling any heat coming through it. And when the heat starts coming through it, we're in trouble. And if you don't know how to gauge that, hey, man, I I might be too far in. Before you start feeling it through your gear, Mm -hmm. then that's a problem.
1: I noticed that for me. Because, you know, back when I started, you know, 90, 91, really. The first hood I got was a 91. It was so thin, you know. But now the hoods we have... They're, they're, so, they're so thick and they, they absorb a lot more heat. So you don't realize you know, that your borks are melted away before you're feeling your heat in yep. your ears. It's insane.
0: Yeah. And just like that, the, the new and the old, I, I had an old guy who said, Yeah, I'll wear my hood, but I always pull it back a little bit on one side. So I get that skin. Yep. And, and he had a scar on his neck. He's like, So I get that piece of skin right there exposed. So if my gear is taking more heat than what I should really be doing, that's going to tell me.
1: It's, it's like, going to tell you quick too.
0: Yeah, it's going <laughs> to tell you quick. Hey, wait a minute. It's really freaking hot in here. Yeah, yeah. Let's check out what's going on. And I've always done that. You know, yeah, I've, awesome. I've always pulled my hood back or pulled you know, my sleeve back a little bit and left a little skin exposed and said, hey, you know, if I get a little burn, I'm cool with that. I don't yeah. have to go turn that in. But uh, I'm going to know when something's going bad a little faster.
1: Bro, those – tips and tricks we're talking about right now, it, that's what that's what this new generation doesn't know yet. That's what's so cool about the show is they get to watch this. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and they may have heard this stuff, but when you actually hear the stories, it's nice, you know. Yeah. It kind of gives them better perspective. So, brother, tell me about this company, man. How the hell did this all start for you?
0: So, again, I, I was really, really fortunate. You know, maybe I earned it. Maybe I just... <laughs> tripped over it or whatever but uh I I uh, w- when I got in and I started learning everything in my house then I was I went to rescue one and I am like hey guys can I just rat around in your house now yeah and I was lucky I got to know some guys and I got into the first formal uh sock course in Philadelphia that they nice. were giving very nice and uh a little bit of a rope nerd you know um, and then I got to teach the next three classes. Wow. Uh, I got in as an adjunct instructor for the for two of them. I got kind of pushed into a, you know, full instructor-ish role. And, you know, one of the tough things was or just a ball-busting thing was moving a firefighter up a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. And I weigh about a 155. And I used to, and that's what I was teaching. Hey, let's move this 200 and whatever. With a pack. With a pack. With shit in their pockets. Yep. Guy yep. off this flight of steps. So I was teaching it. And when it got told to me, the instructors said, hey, this is what we've got. Let's get it done. Okay. Um, and then I started teaching it. And then I said, hey, this is what we got. I'm going to show you the best way we can do it. I'm going to show you that at 155 pounds, I can get it done. You're bigger than me. You should be able to get it done just as fast or faster. And if you think you can come up with something better, then you come up with something better. That's what was told to me. We tried. We didn't come up with anything better. And we started telling it to the next, uh, you know, the next class and the next class. And finally, the third time that I said it, I backed up and I was like, shouldn't be telling these guys to come up with something better. We should be coming up with something better. So I grabbed a couple of the instructors and I said, hey, man, I think we can come up with something better. Let's... uh, guys were like, yeah, we probably, we probably can. And all right, cool, man. Let's get together next week. We'll start working on it. Just playing around, see if we can figure something out. Life happens, kids, school, sports. Nobody ever showed up, but I bit and, uh, and I couldn't put it down. And I just started breaking it down piece by piece. What's the problem? You know, where does the problem happen when you're moving a firefighter up a flight of steps? Friction. Friction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving them to it. Yep. Snag hazards. Yep. You're moving a bag of, we say a bag of meat or yep. a bag of chain. That's
1: what it is, bro. Dead weight, man. Yeah. Yep.
0: And uh, if you're moving yeah. a, a bag of meat or a bag of chain, you know, it just wants to melt into every crevice. So, just started isolating each of those, those points and saying, okay, how do I fix that? How do I fix that? How do I fix that? And I just started playing with it. And really fortunate, would get a little something, I'd take it back to my guys or take it to another platoon at my firehouse, and uh, I'd show it to them, and I'd be like, just just don't make me right, make me wrong. Tell me where it doesn't work. And I'd give it to them, and they'd come back and be like, this worked okay, and this sucked. Okay, well, go fix that. And literally it started with popsicle sticks and tool dip, you know, and just how can we make things better? And uh, being really steeped in that rope rescue and understanding by being fortunate enough to teach rope rescue is that, you know, rope rescue is a monster. Um, it's its its own monster, and I love it. I mean, I, I love it. I love teaching. I love doing it. You're the minority. You
1: but, know that because... Most people look at ropes and they, they get terrified.
0: Yeah, but uh, what it does is it it slows everything down. I mean, rope rescue is a stacking of systems so that when we move our patient or ourselves or whoever that there's no possibility for harm. Well, if the building's ripping to hell around you, we don't no, have, time have time for that. For that. No. You know, we got to go right now and you're coming with me and what's the most efficient way of doing that? And so you have to give up some of those things. You have to give up some uh, stability. You have to give up some safety. You have to not worry about if the guy's breathing. You know, you show up and the guy's not breathing. What am I going to do about that? In an ideal age,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, he's not breathing. Am I going to top his bottle off? Is that going to start him breathing? No, it's not. Um, you know, if he's like, hey, man, give me some air. Yeah, yeah give me some air. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my legs hurt. Okay, and, well. will let, you... let you know. Yeah. <laughs> but if you show up and it's the worst possible scenario. Right. He, he's not breathing. He's not responsive.
1: The rapid, rapid escape,
0: man. Yeah. There, There's nothing we can do except for put them on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And we have to do that. And, uh, and then I started really looking at the science of that. You know, when does the body start dying? When does the brain start dying? How much time do we actually have? And, uh, you know. Sudden cardiac arrest. Why is it happening? What are we getting hit with? Uh, Is it just age? Is it physical condition? Is it environmental? It's all of that. You know, we get a little cyanide, a little CO, and our ticker's not what it used to be because we've been doing this for 20 years. Boom, you go down with sudden cardiac arrest. i got to get that guy on the sidewalk. And I've got about five minutes to get it done before he starts really declining. Uh, And... So that's where we started basing all of our stuff on, is that we had to get it done in under five minutes.
1: This is passion, bro. This is, this is passion for you then.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. When, when I say I bit into it, man, mm-hmm. I mean, I took a, a full bite and was yep. like, let me learn everything. Let me run the canteen, run the shirts, run the soda machine, do this. It wasn't just, hey, I, got, I can do it better because I'm using Kevlar straps or you know, I, I've got a rope that you know, has knots in it. No, we need to understand that you know we're doing it like this for a reason, and this is what the reason is. And, and you teach as much of that as you possibly can because if I can't whip your ass with with science, then why am I trying to whip your ass you know if you tell me I've always done it this way and we've survived, great awesome good for you. If I got nothing to con- contend with that, then uh, the conversation's over but if I can go well What about this? What about this? What about this? What about this study? What about this study? What about the Mayday Project? What about, you know, Phoenix? What about New York? What about, you know, this and this and this and this and all these problems they had? And all these pieces are showing us what the puzzle is. And if we take the time to back up and really start putting those things together, we can come up with something better. And that's really what I did is because and I didn't do it to start a company. Um, I did it for the guy standing next to me you know that's really why I started doing this is that you know if I'm capable of doing a better job and I don't then again I don't die well I don't I don't sleep well
1: bro what what was it like for you when you saw your vision come to life and when you actually got it got it dialed in and you were able to put a firefighter on this thing and get them out of a situation fast what was it like for you
0: I remember the, I remember the first time I had the the first made board. It was sitting on the floor. I just brought it to the firehouse. So I was going to start, and I'm sitting there looking at it. And I'm like, "Wow, man, I've been working on this for a long time." And I'm looking at it. I'm like, "Oh shit, man, I'm going to have to feed this thing. I'm going to have to teach this thing. I'm going to have to support this thing." And then I get, you know, like terrified like man this is gonna be a lot of fucking work yeah um but yeah i mean the first time that we actually like put a guy on and ripped him out of a basement and guys were like ready to go right back in um i mean if you've run writ drills you move that guy up a flight of stairs or through a house you are smoked done taxed but guys are getting done with that and now they're turning around and be like hey let's let's get right back in there like Okay. It's something right. Really what, what got me there is, uh, once I had that finished piece, I went back to as many of the instructors that had taught me and put it in front of them. And, and, you know, by this, that point we were friends, you know, uh, I had respected them all. I, you know, I went to, like I said, as many of them as I, I could, but I put it down in front of them and I showed them what I was doing. And I was like, no, I'm not looking for a friend. I'm Kick me in the teeth. Yeah. Tell me where I'm wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: You want to hear the real shit? Yeah. 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 Break it. You know. Tell me where I'm fucked up because if I'm fucked up, tell me. I'll go make it better or I'll stop doing it. Um, and once I got to where, you know, all of the ones that I took it to, I mean, and some of these guys are super high level guys. You know, they would sit there and look at it for thirty minutes, not touch it, just sit there and look at it. And then they would call me over and ask me a question and I would show them and they'd be like, "Yeah." and then they'd look at it again. And then they'd be like, yeah, uh, I think you got everything. And once I got through that, those instructors, that's when I said, okay, it's now not, it's something. not just me. Yeah. I'm not just proud of myself. Right. I'm not patting myself on the back.
1: It's like a baby, you know, yeah. it's like your baby. So you're always going to love it, you know? Yeah. So it's good to see other people say, what do you think about this? Cause yeah. they're going to tell you.
0: Um, that's when I could start pushing it out there. And that was as scary as hell as it was, you know. Bro, do you ever
1: think you'd be where you're at right now?
0: I don't even know where I am right now. Right now, I mean, we've, uh, we've been all over the place. I mean, yeah. I, I, when we go and do things, uh, I say it to the guys all the time. It was like, look at how far this has taken us. How, how far will it take us next?
1: When I first saw this, it was FDIC. I remember walking by, looking, stopping. This is no bullshit. It's true story. I look back, what is that? <laughs> you know, and then when I went over there and then in, in the booth, they're like, oh, check it out. And it was like, holy shit, man. It can't be that easy. There's no way it could be that easy. Because yeah. I was those guys in the basement dragging people up the stairs, bro, using whatever we could. I mean, back in the day, it was rope. You know, but now, of course, it's webbing and all this other shit. But you start to see... This used and when Chris came in and showed us how it actually was used, it was like I couldn't believe how awesome it was and really how easy it was, because like you said earlier, in these dynamic situations and things are going bad around you and you don't have time to mess around. That's what's so awesome about this product. It's so fast. You know, you don't think about it; you just do it.
0: Yeah, and all that is training too. I mean, yeah. there's no magic. You know. You, you need to know how to to teach it. You need to know how to learn it. You need to know how to... You need to do it enough times so that you... It's not, I'm going to do it until I, I've got it right. I'm going to do it until I have got it right i am going to do it till i can not make a mistake doing it. Right. You know? uh, and that's what, really what we push at it now is that, you know, let's... The teaching methodology of uh, getting it so you can get it done in any situation.
1: Um, and we're not just doing, you know... We're not just doing firefighting here, too. Tell me about some of the new projects you're working on. You're branching out a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, having a, uh, a piece of equipment that uh, I mean, we're doing water rescue with it. We're doing ice rescue with it. We're doing hazmat confined space. Uh, it fits right into rope rescue. And I have a background, like you said, in the in the martial arts. And I was again fortunate; I uh, was able to go in and teach um, some tier one military operators uh, with the martial arts and different things like that. So I have a little bit of a tactical background. Uh, So we said, or I said, Hey, let's see about putting a ballistic shield on this thing. You know, let's, let's make it so that our guys going in can have a little bit more protection because now there's, the lines are blurred between law enforcement, EMS fire. Absolutely. Um, I never
1: thought in a million years, man, that I would, you know, be pricing out body armor for firefighters. I yeah. just never thought I, it w- I never was never in my till psyche. I would never think that.
0: Yeah. You know. So putting a ballistic shield on there just gives us that much more support. Yeah. Now we can move in there. We can set up a perimeter or set up a, a guard. Uh, we can package somebody. The team get, can up armor. Uh, we can do asset protection movement, um, and then still do the same amount of packaging and and pulling people out. And uh, and now we've uh, pushed even a little farther on it, and we have uh, you know, we have this ballistic shield that we can go in, but you're still you're like looking around it to see what's going on. And uh, we got involved with a company, Ares Defense, um, that they've got some really cool stuff. So now we're putting a video monitor on the board we're putting a camera on the board so i can look at the the video monitor and see what's on the other side so now i don't have to look around it
1: it's all real time
0: yep all real time but not only can i see what it is if i'm running a stack you know a a dynamic entry uh, all the guys behind me if they have you know a video monitor um tactically positioned, whatever, they can see what's going on there.
1: And the CP also.
0: Yep. And now I can push that through a mesh network, through the radios that we can put on there, now I can push it all the way back to the talk or the, to the command center. And uh, we can get real-time data for, you know, how far w- that second team can push in or what's going on on the other side of that board. Uh, we can track where the board is. We can, you know... Do a lot of stuff with it. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, we have a, a lighting system inside the board. We have a uh, infrared lighting system. So if you're running nods, you can have unit recognition. So we're really trying to push this thing out there and and get useful, good kit into good people's hands.
1: It's crazy when I you know here talking you know, talking about listening to all this stuff you know and looking around the the shop. It's crazy to think that that rudimentary start, that humble beginning is taking you this far. Like you really really expanded this this project for for yourself. I mean it's different. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing else like this out there right now. It's, it's
0: No, I mean, I, and again, there are some some uh quick grab pieces of equipment and um but yeah, I don't know if any But not like this. I don't know any yeah. of them that can go from uh, you know, they can, you can package somebody in 20 seconds and go from a horizontal drag to a vertical lift or lower without changing your your setup. Um, certainly, nothing out there it's, it's going to have a lighting system in it. Right. Uh, you know, that's an integral part of of it. Or that you can go from confined space to water rescue in about two minutes. Um, or slap on a you know ballistic and now you you can go right into an accident shooter scenario and, and it's crazy. offer some protection to for your people. You can, you got a couple of them with, uh you know, several ballistic panels. Now you got a moving wall. Mm-hmm. You're doing all types of tactical clearing and, you know, movement in on these situations. And you're talking about like
1: less than 40 pounds. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Did, do you ever think this was going to take you to that part of
0: it? I always hoped that we would be able to cross that barrier. But again, you know, when I started it, it was it was about helping the fire service. Right. It was about, I mean, because in Philadelphia, we've lost guys in basements. Um, we have proved the national average of it taking, you know, 15 to 25 minutes to get a firefighter out of a basement. we proved it many times. Um, and Were you at any of those jobs? I was not in any of those jobs. Um, I was kind of, when I first came on the on the job, uh, Rising Sudden Baptist Church yep. was still very new. Fresh, yep. Um, And it was the reason why some of the design was what it was. Uh, That was my next
1: question: was was some of that in your mindset? Like this, this is why I'm doing this. Yep.
0: The uh, the space between the the bottom of the stairs and the basement wall was 18 inches. My board is 18 inches wide. You know, and it's for that reason. It's for that reason. Yeah.
1: See, that's that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um. Because I just. I listened to those guys and said, hey, man, what was the problem? Um, and then just went to trying to make it better.
1: Was it, did you find it was hard for them to talk about it, or did you see the opposite, that they wanted to, to talk about it to get as much information out as they could?
0: I think it was some of both. Okay. Uh, some guys had, were better at talking about it. Um, some guys, it, they didn't want to talk about it, but when they started seeing this, um, they were they were better about it. Right. They were like,
1: now they saw your mission and what you're trying to do. Yep, try to prevent that if we can. Yeah. Try to prevent that in the future.
0: And then some of them saying, you know, huge compliment to to me and what I've, I've done is like, if we would have had that, it might have come out different. Yeah, it might have. That's huge. It might yeah, not yeah, have yeah. too, but still, just that they look at it and go. Yeah, man. The buy-in. It, it's, it's right there.
1: Yeah, that buy-in's huge. Yeah. Like we talk about, if you have buy-in from your brothers and sisters, man, that's that's it. You can
0: accomplish <laughs> almost
1: anything. Absolutely. What would you say, um, for you anyway, what's your greatest accomplishment in all this, all that you're doing?
0: Yeah. Oh. Tough question, I know. That My children still know my name? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> that is impressive, because I know this takes time, bro. Yeah. It, it, it takes time.
0: It's a lot of time. It's a lot of... It, it has been a lot of effort. Um, that it's there's been so much. Um, um, just one of the greatest things that that I see. I mean, just like a, a, may be a trivial thing is uh, when I would go and do demos. And truthfully, I I don't go and do a lot of demos anymore. I just don't have time. I'm pushing things in too many different directions. But uh, when I would go and do demos. I would see that guy who had his arms crossed, kind of looking at it sideways, another piece of, yeah, whatever, man, another thing. And about two minutes into my demo, they were leaned in. They were like, hey, man, do that again. Mm -hmm. Um, And to see that shift. And one of the things that really got me was the first time somebody said, wow, that's a game changer. Um, That really held a lot for me. Yeah. That that somebody and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a new guy and not that I have any problem with new guys or anything else, but uh, but it was it was an an older guy. It was it was a guy who'd been there and done it, and it was like that is a difference right there. Yeah. And That they saw that within two minutes of my demo, and and were bought in yeah. after two minutes. That was huge to me. Yeah.
1: That that's a huge that's a huge thing, and the good thing that I'll tell you firsthand is that, you know, when Chris came uh, to us and did our demo, uh, he was phenomenal for one. Two, that happened. What you just said happened, right? So it was a mix of, like, young and older guys, but there were some people that did that, exactly that. Like, oh, you know, it's, it's another salesman coming to show us a new product, you know, whatever. But at the end, you know, after he left, they're like, that was awesome, like, that thing is cool. Like, I can't believe it did this, or I can't believe how easy it was and ease of use. And and these are, like, the senior guys. You know, these aren't the younger. The younger guys thought it was cool because it looked cool. Yeah. You know, because they don't understand because they've never done these types of things. But the guys that have literally pulled people out of basements or literally pulled people even down hallways, yeah. it's, you know, you're gassed. Yeah. You're completely gassed. So it's, a, it's an awesome product. And, um... I'm excited to see even more that uh, it has in the future because I know this is this isn't it. This is just the beginning. Yeah, it, it seems like we've got a lot going on here.
0: Yeah, we do, um, and and when, internationally too, bro. Talk yeah. about
1: that because that's you
0: know. Yeah, we're in a, we're in nine countries in Europe. We're in Taiwan. Uh, we've got some really good partners in uh, in France. Grant um, Fire Rescue got in touch with us. Uh, we've got a, a a gentleman over there, Fabian, or Fabian—I uh, never Fabian, Fabian,
1: Fabian—and
0: uh, Cyril. Uh, with they're running all these safety courses. They're basing a lot of it around um, the uh, the board. Taiwan is is talking about building their rit system around the board. They really didn't have a a full rit program. Uh, we're getting you know a lot of traction over there. We're getting states now that are coming to us and saying, we're going to make your your system a standardized piece of equipment. Awesome. That's um, awesome, man. It's it's huge. I mean, um, it's sometimes it's really hard to hold on to. I mean, I feel yeah. like I, if I can just stay in front of the wave a little bit, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
1: Because it's, uh, it's growing in popularity, and what's cool is people see it now, and instead they go, like me at FDIC, what is that? Now people know, ah, oh, it's a fastball. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a big shift for us. You yeah. know, the first time I went to FDIC, I was just totally doing guerrilla marketing. I had it in a bag. I would walk up be like, hey, man, can I show you something? <laughs> Open up the bag, look around, do it real quick. You be know, like, hey, man, out. if you want. Because
1: I can't afford that booth.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'd put it back in the bag and then I would walk away. And, uh, you know, the first couple of years, it was 80%. Hey, have you seen this? Hey, have you seen this? Hey, have you seen this? No, no, no. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? And, and now it's... 50 50 or even better that
1: you start to see people around your booth now
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean and we we always had people around the booth just right. like what you said you know because yeah. it was something new right um but now people are coming back and we're like oh yeah we got that or yeah we've seen that or yeah, yeah. i've worked with that
1: when, when chris came to do the demo at our, at our place uh one of the guys was from another fire company's like oh we have it and we love it you know so it was good for him to say that and you know we didn't ask him to do that he yeah. just came oh we have it we love it we use it our place and then everyone's like oh really you're using that and
0: so it's, yeah, it's, it's good and then you get somebody who walks up to you in the uh, in the the supermarket or something and we're like oh you're that you're the fast guy like <laughs> oh man what's going on here yeah you're like yeah hey, of course I'm him yeah yeah, yeah. hey I'm standing <laughs> you haven't right... seen my lair <laughs> <laughs> come on my girlfriend's right here I mean I'm not really the fast guy yeah 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 <laughs>
1: Well, listen, before I let you off the hot seat, bro, I had you here for a while. What would you say for you, what's on the horizon for, for you know, fast rescue solutions?
0: I, it's the same thing as always, been. I mean, I'm always looking to make this thing better. I don't want to take away from what it is um, because it's... I think it is a good functional piece of kit in a lot of different rescue scenarios. It is not the do-all or be-all or fits every situation. I mean, RIT is a giant gorilla, man. Mm-hmm. It's like it's hard to get your hands around it. And can it help? Sure. It's fast.
1: It, it's Rick. It's RIT. It's been changed a million times. It's, yeah. it's ever-changing.
0: Does it work good in confined space? Yeah. I mean, I've proved that. Does it work good on ships? Yeah, it works great on ship maritime rescue. Does it work well in ice and water? Yeah, it does. Um, but we are evolving, you know, getting into the electronics on the board, being able to track it. Um, we're looking at putting, you know, medical um, devices on it so that we can track biometrics, so that we can have integrated, you know, um, Medical information being pushed upstream, so that if we have somebody on it, now the doctor has all that information from the time it's touched the board to the time that they've gotten to the hospital. That's awesome. Uh, we're looking at making it lighter and stronger, and different materials. And
1: at forty pounds is already a game changer. Under forty pounds,
0: and it's forty pounds with the ballistic shield. That's on. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what's
1: the weight of it without anything?
0: Just the standard system is about 24 pounds. Okay. Um, I just want to make it as useful as possible so that, you know, as many as much good as it can do is that. And, 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 and I'm, I'm always looking to make it, just shave that down just a little bit more. If I can get 2% more this month or this year and 2% next year and 2% the year after that, well, then all of a sudden we're – we took a 25-minute rescue down to two and a half, and now we're doing it at, you know, one minute 45. It's a huge difference. No,
1: time is everything, right? yeah. especially it, in, in this job.
0: Yeah. So whatever we can do to, you know, support the uh, the departments out there, the people who are out there doing it for everybody else, or putting themselves on the line, man, that's what, that's what we're all about.
1: Let people know how they can, uh, how they can find you.
0: So uh, fastrescuesolutions.com, um, you can get in touch with us, get on our website, uh, info at Fast Rescue Solutions if you want to get some information. All of our, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, you want to look at it, go on our website. All our training videos are open source. We don't hold any of that back. Um, we'll show you everything we got. It's, it's right there for you. If you got any questions, when you call the phone number on there, it's, it goes to my cell phone. I'm usually the one that's going to be picking up the phone and saying, "Hey, you know, oh,
1: this shit this is a mom, it's a cool it's a really cool facility. It's it's impressive, but it's a mom and pop, which is yeah. even better. We're we're a
0: garage band. Yeah, it's cool. We're a, cool. we're in the process of building out a training simulator for, you know, law enforcement and fire. So, we're going to hopefully start running training about once a month here, free for whoever can get here. Wow. Um Hey man, just to You're really give back, man. It's, it's, it's what we do, man. Yeah. Um, and really what that comes down to is, uh, one of the things I want to say, I mean, you were talking about Chris is, uh, whenever we bring on somebody new, one of the first lessons we give them is we don't sell. We, you don't sell this thing. All that I allow the guys to do is show value. Mm-hmm. If, if, if it doesn't fit your need, if it's not valuable for you, don't buy this thing, man. I mean, the, the, one of the worst things I can think of is that it gets put in a closet somewhere and never I, gets taken out. Bro, I
1: swear to God, I was literally thinking that while you were saying, my, my mind's like, the worst he would ever want to do is see this thing in a corner somewhere. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you never put baby in a corner.
0: Yeah. So we always want to present value. I mean, yeah. If we take more value out of a, a demonstration than we give, then we're doing something wrong. And, and that's what our business model is. We want to give that value soon.
1: Well, I think me personally seeing this product, using this product myself, you've done just that. You created something that uh, made it easy for firefighters to learn quickly, which I think is important. You know, it just, you're not, you don't have to overthink this thing, you know. It's quick and it's dynamic. It can use it in these situations where you shouldn't be, you know, so to have a, a product with you that you can use. And like you said, some of the things, you know, we, we kind of touched the surface on is ice rescue water rescue, you know, confined space. The, these are all things that are not even like things we talk about all the time, but and in just in a few moments like Chris showed us how you turn a ton board into a floating device. And he showed us rapidly how that happened, you know. I was like, "Holy shit, you like that's how fast it happens." You know, you think it'd be this whole you have to change them out It's not interchangeable, it's interchangeable. Yeah. So, um, I, Eric, I appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. Telling us a little bit about you about you, you know, which I think you know, was important um, that they know your background, you know. It's not just you're like you said, you're not selling anything. You know, you're just providing a product. And yeah. letting people have their own options, you know, letting people have their own decisions on on these things. So yeah. I appreciate coming on. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing even more, man, because yeah, I, I know there's this is just the tip, the tip of the iceberg. I know there's a lot more to come. Here we are, uh episode 38, and we did this one in Bridgeport, Pennsylvania, which wasn't too far, it's about an hour and a half. Chris stayed awake the entire the entire ride, so that, that was a good thing. And you may be even confused in this episode because we have two different Chris's here. We have your Chris, right, and then we have my my Chris back there who none of the lights fell today. It's impressive. He did a good job. Both both lights are still are still there, so we're we're in good shape. All right, episode nine thirty-nine is coming at you next, so be sure to check that out. And, by all means, check out this awesome company and this awesome product and uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more of this. Awesome. All right, stay safe, be careful, and look out for each other.